Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page. We'll share some stories and some things on there occasionally. Just search Facebook for Coach Bo Knows Show. You'll find it there. And you can email us anytime at show at gmail.com. This is episode 68, and coming in to review all of the action of week 14 to hang out with me for this podcast this week is our most popular returning contributor. Ladies, I know if you're in the greater Denver area, place out some titles Pro V1 golf balls, he'll magically appear out of nowhere. He's a man of style, sophistication, and he remains undefeated in home pregnancy tests with a record of 53-0-1. He's the real reason Sierra moved to Denver. Check out his new book, Russ May Cook, But I Can Eat, available on Amazon right now. His mother named him Ricardo, but around here we call him Uncle Rico, my man, Ricardo Gerbellini. Uncle Rico, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good today, doing pretty good. Excited to yeah. talk about some of the NFL drama this week. Yeah, we're going to do some NFL. We're just going to kind of catch up to a little housekeeping on the pod as well, because we've got some announcements this week as well. And we're recording this. It's Monday night. It is late in the third quarter of this game. I'm going to be real blunt with folks. I'm watching this game pretty closely because, well, I bet some money on Caesars on it. Luckily, I bet on the paper. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Um, all right. First thing first, let's get into the action of this week. But before we get to the action, I got to ask you a question. Um, Russell Westbrook got hurt. He has a concussion. Did that mess well, up your Sunday night plans with Sierra? Did you guys get to see each other this week? Or did she have to stay home and help Russ all week? I, I, I wanted to divulge secrets, but him being at the game wasn't going to change anything. Okay. I, I just, you know, again, we don't want to get and, up all in your business, but, you know, we know that you're the real business. I mean, I ain't going to deny it. Uh, oh, all you it go, is he's forgetting details now with his concussion. Well, he wouldn't I even hope, know it anyway. Hope that his concussion will knock some of the corniness out of him. That dude's corny. <laughs> no, no, no. He is. That is ingrained in in his genetics. I think. I think he's he's at his core cringy. Yeah. So, hey, let's get into it this week. We had an interesting week in the NFL, and we're having an interesting Monday night game. Uh, Kyler Murray's got hurt in this game and out, and I'm betting dollars of donuts towards ACL. That was a gruesome injury. Did you see it happen earlier? I did. I did. Yeah. I, I, the it, way that, that thing it was buckled. a weird little sidestep. Like it could be, I'm hoping it's not too bad because yeah. I just don't hope for bad injuries, but yeah, I don't either. You know, I, I think it's I just, his knee and that looks weird. It's definitely that left knee. And when he stepped and then he did like a secondary step, it tells me that he at least sprained it real bad. And I was watching it with Peyton and, and there's an interception. Um, I was watching it with Peyton, and I said, he he sprained, he got him sprained that knee real bad. And they brought the card out for him, and Peyton's comment was, they wouldn't have bring the card out if it was just a sprain, Dad. And I was like, you may be right. because." And they brought the card out, and then they said on the the, the, on the game cast a little while later that um, Murray had, had his head covered with a towel, and when he got to the locker room, he lost it and was just bawling. And I feel oh, bad because sure. I, I – Tyler Murray's a really great young athlete. And he's really, in my vote, not had a lot of success in Arizona. I think he's been really hampered by 
Cliff Kingsbury, to be perfectly frank. I'm not a Kingsbury fan at all. You know this. Um, yeah. And this just goes to show it. And then you see Colt McCoy go in. It's like, okay, Colt McCoy, this is one of those classic, you got the quarterback with the upside in Murray, who has got, oh, it looks like the Patriots just fumbled the ball back to the Cardinals. And it looks like this might be a convoy for a scoop six. It is. Well, we can't do play by play here, but we'll see what happens here. If there's anything going on on reviews or whatnot. But anyway, um, uh, I, you look I at it and and you look at it and you say, okay, Murray is this great athlete, has tremendous upside, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And now the Cardinals have Colt McCoy in, who doesn't have tremendous upside, but hardly ever makes mistakes. I mean, he just threw an interception, but it was obviously being pulled. That's what caused the interception. Oh no, he got he got hit as he was being thrown. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking at this replay. I I gotta I gotta say this. I gotta say this. I I understand that the Arizona coach is is awful. He's down by contact. Neither. Yeah, he's down. He's. I thought he was down. I I understand Kingsbury is. It's definitely interception. No, 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 no. I saw the reverse angle. No, he's not down. It's out before his knees down. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely an interception, but he's down by contact. The, the Cardinals. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, Collins. Yeah, is, yeah he is down by contact right there. Now, so, I understand. You and I, neither of us like Kingsbury. He's awful. He's absolutely. Awful. I don't know why he still has the job. He was awful last year. But there's a part of this where I'm tired of hearing about the athleticism of Kyler Murray. Yeah. Other quarterbacks are just as athletic and don't have nearly the problems he brings to the table. Yeah. It was one something I was thinking about earlier, and it's it is his maturity. I'm sorry, and and this is not a modern, this is not a Call of Duty thing. I don't care that he's a gamer; he can be a gamer. When he's on the field, is the problem because he's still a child on the field. And I was thinking about this. You and I think the same way about Zeke in in his maturity level as a, as an as an athlete as an well, adult. Time out here. Go ahead. They just gave the ball back to the Patriots. Oh, I, I thought that was going to be an interception for sure. So they just said it was an incomplete I pass. Think they, I think they, I think they, they, they I, don't, I think they, the ball touched after. I didn't see the end of that replay. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. We were talking and I didn't look up. So I right, was yeah. ignore all that. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were talking. But you were talking about how we disagree. Yeah. We agree that Kyler Murray's very immature. You're comparing him to Zeke, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, we talked about Zeke and how he his personality as a running back, he's kind of immature in that regard. But it works for him because he doesn't have to be the leader. He doesn't have to be Dak. But if you took Zeke's yeah. personality and put it in and put it into Dak's position, you have Kyler Murray. I would agree with that. That's a really that good, good comparison. Yeah. That doesn't lead the team. Thing. It really is. It really is a maturity. I'm tired thing. of hearing it, but I'm I'm absolutely sick of the Kyler Murray conversation and how great a quarterback he is and how athletic and talented and skilled he is. What has he done since he got yeah. to the league? What has he done in Arizona? Hampered yeah. by a bad court, by a bad coach. Yes, I get that, but that is not the end all be all. Yeah. What has he done? Uh, hell, has he had even had a, reading, a winning season yet? No, I don't think he has. I, I don't. You know who he reminds I'm me of as a player, though. This will this will freak you out. You know who he reminds me of as a player. He reminds me of Archie Manning. Really? The I didn't, I didn't watch Archie play, so I didn't know. Archie Manning was, was not a great player. I mean, he was not a great quarterback. 
He had a good arm, which Kyler Murray has a really good arm, but he has to scramble because his offensive line was really bad in New Orleans. Murray is handcuffed by not a great offensive line. He does have a run game, which Archie Manning never had. He's got James Conner back yeah. there. But he can run around and make some plays. It's just that they've never put the whole thing together. And I know that like part of his extension was contract. They did the thing where he had to do so much video watching and everything. And they took that clause out because it wasn't uh, the league wasn't going to allow it. The Players Association didn't allow it. And it got out in the public. But I see where teams are thinking about that. And, and I hope Kyler Murray's okay. He's already had one major injury in his career. He's a young guy. I don't like seeing players get hurt anyway. Unless they, yeah, you know, either. play for the unless they play for the Cowboys or or, or the Falcons. Um, <laughs> um but no, I, seriously, I don't like anybody getting hurt like that. I just it's sad when I see a player that obviously the guy's giving high effort and the guy goes down an injury. Rough, rough game. So um, but I thought you brought up a good point. It, in on the injury front, I want to talk about one more. And that was, this is your guy. You know, we, we make a lot of jokes here. We're going to get, a, get our argument out of the way because both our guys are out now. Well, yeah. Jimmy well my guy got out, hurt. And Jimmy Garoppolo, that's true. My guy got benched. Um, your guy got hurt. And, um, oh, shit, now I can't think of his goddamn name. Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy from Iowa State played really well yesterday. And the 49ers were dominant over the old man and the bucks and you know what's uh, funny it's not that they were dominant it's how they were dominant they were dominant through purdy yeah yeah this, it, I, I don't know where he got the name mr irrelevant but that is not what but, i would call him right now mr relevant comes from the draft the last player taken in the draft oh you're right Brock right because he was the last yeah they yeah, go to a yeah. parade and all that stuff and that was brock purdy this past season um yeah. but it's it's funny that so Brock Purdy um, plays really well in the game against the, uh, the game against the Bucks. Outplays Tom Brady, which wasn't real hard. Brady played one of the worst games of his career last yesterday. And he was game. not playing well. Um, but the 49ers offense looked great. Their defense looked great. And I don't want to say that Brock Purdy's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that. I think there's some upside there. Look at this shit. Um, there is upside there that there's not with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's been my whole argument on Jimmy Garoppolo this whole time. There's just not a lot of upside, mm. and so you have to regulate how you do things around him so he doesn't make a mistake. Well, I saw some things out of Brock Purdy. Yeah. I saw some things out of Brock Purdy yesterday that I was like, this kid's got something. I'd seen him at Iowa State. He was really yeah. good. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, I, I agree. He looked better than I thought he would as a third stringer coming in. Now, granted, he has been around the entire time. He knows the system. He understands the playbook, yeah. and he, he knows the players. This is not that. It was more of a how's he going to look in, you know, on the field as a starter with this team. Um, and I don't know if you watched it. He had his family there. Everybody's really proud of him just playing. And he had a good game. He had a yeah, good game. He ran one in, threw for two, no interceptions, I believe. Oh, I think it was yeah. 280 yards. I don't have the exact number. Did he break I can't remember. What, what he I got don't think he broke 300. But it was a – I mean, and it wasn't like they, they – it wasn't a tight game. It, 
they they won hand hand handily. If Here's your numbers on Brock Purdy: sixteen of twenty-one, very respectable. Eight yards per uh, per, per per toss, hundred and eighty-five yards. So didn't even get two hundred, but two interceptions, oh, two, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was never sacked in the game. And then rushing, he rushed twice for three yards and a touchdown. And a touchdown, yeah. Yeah. Now, as soon as Jimmy G went down, I picked him up as my uh, my uh, my fantasy quarterback. I still kept him over Rodgers, even though yeah. he, Rodgers went by. I'd still be playing Purdy right now. Purdy looks so, good. Purdy looks. Yeah. I like what I see out of him. Granted, it's only been a game and a half or a game and three quarters, yeah. but right now I think. There's a lot of people that say he could throw anybody in there, and I'd say differently because the way they won yesterday is not indicative of the way they have been winning all week or all year. They they were much more balanced, you know. Towards they, they opened up the pass to do things that he could do that maybe Garoppolo couldn't. Yeah, he threw some balls yesterday that I don't think they would have trusted Jimmy Garoppolo. And again, I know I've been critical of Jimmy Garoppolo, but that was my whole point is that there were certain throws he's just not capable of making. Purdy's got a little liver arm. That's it. And and if Garoppolo doesn't turn turn the ball over, you know you're going to be in a good spot. It's the same thing now. Brock Purdy, if he doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to have a chance because their run game is is the second best in the league, in my opinion. And their their defense is one of the best two or three in the league, if not the best. They're going to be in every game. Um. I want to talk about their opponent for a minute from yesterday and ask Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm a police. I pulled these stats up. The old man was 34 of 55 for 253. One touchdown, two interceptions. He was not sacked in the game. Um, he completed more passes than Purdy threw. That yeah, but we they talked about the running game. But what have we talked about with the Bucks all year? They're six and seven now. They're still in first place in the South. They're the, as I like to say, the tallest midget, basically. They're in the worst division. And they're somehow yeah, in first place. Um, I mean, it's just amazing because if the if the New Orleans Saints would just play Jameis Winston, they'd be in the playoffs. Um, ridiculous. But the Bucks ran the ball 19 times. They threw it 55 times. And they got down 28 points in the first half. Got to run the football. We've been talking about it all season. And we said the games that the Bucs have won, they've been balanced. The games the Bucs lose. But you know what it was? People get caught up in the moment. And what Tom Brady did against the Saints last Monday night, he played really well for two possessions. And those two possessions (laughs) (laughs) made everybody think, oh, he's back. And I, I don't know, I know you don't, I don't know if you listen, but I was on Tyler Jones's podcast on Thursday and I reamed him about that. Absolutely jumped his shit about it. Like, no, this guy is one of the worst quarterbacks in the entire league right now. And I'll tell you the same thing's coming for somebody else mm. because the other guy that I complained about, I said he sucks. And then he went out and did the same thing on Thursday. And that was Baker Mayfield. And I got into it. I got in a Twitter spat with Tyler about it over the weekend again. Because Tyler's all team Baker and this and that and everything else. And I was like, dude, he's awful. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL. 
No, yeah. no. After what I saw on Thursday, no. I have. To, I, I'm sorry. I have to disagree because oh, Baker only had two days in a team and went and played convincingly well no, in no, one he game. He did not play convincing. This is the thing, people. This is what I'm talking about. People think they play well for those last four minutes of a game. They play the game well. Baker didn't play well when he went in in the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter until there was five minutes left. And then he took advantage of a defense that didn't have their best two players in the field. And he had a coach that simplified the plays and was calling the plays in his headset and using simplified stuff. He has a coach that knows how to run a two-minute drill better than every other coach in the league. That's what happened. You watch. Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback the rest of the season, and he's the worst quarterback on that roster. And they are not going to win another game. The Rams will not win a game this season from here on out where Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. I will be interested to see what the next four weeks will lead to that. I thought four weeks, they're going to here's the thing about Baker. If Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. Okay, here's my thing about Baker, and I get where you're coming from. I don't, I can't, I can't negate what you're saying. In all fairness, because he's got a, a bit of recent history that just looks awful, and I get that. Here's the thing. So, is this his ninth head coach? I no, not in that. five years, six years. This this guy has not had the same head coach or offensive coordinator system his entire career. He's had the Browns, yeah, had as we know, are a dis- the Browns yeah. we know are a dysfunctional organization to say the least. And then he goes to Carolina, and now out of Carol, he barely was a, he was at Carolina half a season. Now he's in, in L.A. So we're looking at his sixth, seventh, eighth it's offensive. It's his, fifth, it's his fifth season. In the league. This is his fifth season, so he's had like six coaches. He's had a new head one coach. Split one. He, had, he had one head coach for two years in, 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 in Cleveland, but he had different offensive coordinators. So he's had six different coaches, six different OCs in five years. You can't, you can't expect much from him at, when he's getting ping-ponged back and forth with all everything he's doing. Yes, he, I get the feeling on him, and it's not unwarranted. It's in, in fairness, it's not unwarranted, but at the same time, he's been given a raw deal by this league. If he wins a couple games to finish out the season, that's fine. I, I don't expect I, him. Honestly, he's going to be a backup the rest of his career. He will probably not start anywhere next year. I and he probably will never start, be a first string starter, like a, your number one quarterback. He probably will never be QB one again, with barring injury. All right. One, I don't but not he's, think but he has we've, got a raw deal. This guy, he was the number one overall pick in the draft. He went into Cleveland, and we've seen where he's played really well. He played well for five minutes on last Thursday. I mean, let's be up. For five minutes, he played well against the Raiders' defense, which is horrid, and did not have their two best players. Then we saw last season when the, all the expectation was Baker's going to be like this MVP candidate, and they're going to be great. And he had a great game week one. You remember, he got a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes beat him. But it was one of those, everyone said, hey, that Cleveland team is real, and Baker's for real. And then they just went downhill, downhill, downhill. And then they blamed all the Odell Beckham stuff 
on Baker Mayfield. And then Odell Beckham gets cut. He signs with the Rams, a model citizen over there for some reason, and he's the key reason they win a Super Bowl. Jarvis Landry leaves as well in Cleveland. He heads to New Orleans and says on the way out, I'm never playing in Cleveland again. Fuck these people. Yeah, but is it Baker Mayfield or Cleveland? Because my my impression is it's Cleveland. Look, I I think that's part of it, but uh, everyone who leaves him says that he's not the guy. He's not the guy. Great, I get that. I totally get that. He's not the guy. But I would think the problems that with OBJ and with Landry and with, with Cleveland, with, even with Baker, it's the organization. And we've talked about this with like people like Jerry Jones, who they are the hamper to the reason to, to they're holding the team back from real success. This Cleveland organization is self-destructive. This guy played one good game, I mean, one great game in 2021. In 2022, he's played five good minutes. Now, I mean, look, he went to Carolina, and Carolina cut him. He was going to be the, the third guy. I mean, look, Carolina doesn't want you. It means you're not good. I'm not. I, you're not wrong, but why? It's not, a, it's not that these are. I'm hey, not look, disputing anything you're saying. It's I'll a question what of it is. why. I'll tell you what it is. He played at Oklahoma. Which, I mean, going to Oklahoma doesn't make you a bad quarterback. But he played against bad competition in the Big 12. I mean, he, he dominated bad competition, and he played okay against good teams. Then he's short. I mean, he's really short for an NFL quarterback. I mean, he's short. He's yeah. Drew Brees short. He doesn't study the game. He doesn't have the guy. He doesn't feel like... When you look at a football team, and you know this, you see the quarterback. The quarterback, especially in the NFL, has to be the guy on that team. Yeah. Does Baker Mayfield, has he ever come off as the guy? I think in his second year he was the guy. I've never – Look, he's been there. We've seen glimpses. The game he played against, and the one I'll throw out is the one last year against the Chiefs. He played fucking fantastic in that game. He threw for like 400 yards and five touchdowns, yeah. and they shouldn't have lost. And that I wasn't know. on him losing. I mean, they he played fucking fantastic. And we see that as, hey, this is the bar. But he can't get up to that bar. And he'll take whatever. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. So I'm gonna give away the thing about this, and we controversy. And I and I'll yeah. say this: I look, I got the Rams schedule up here. Four games left. The Rams have the Packers in Green Bay. That's next Monday night. Christmas Day, they're at home against the Broncos. So that's a winnable game. They are basically a home game against the Chargers. They're, they 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 play in the same building, and they go to Seattle. But they got one shot at winning a game in the next four, and that's the one against the Broncos. There's Baker Mayfield's going to go 0-4. I'll, I'll bet you a dollar if Baker Mayfield plays the entire game against the Broncos in two weeks on Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, it's Christmas Day. I'll bet you the Broncos win. I ain't taking that bet. 
they're both going to be. A, now, here's the thing. Here's here's why. By then, they're both officially eliminated. Yeah. The Rams are not making the playoffs. No. The Broncos no, have already have no been officially eliminated. Yeah. And Bron- lost. The, the Rams are one game out. After yeah, this the week, lost. if they lose, the they're lost. out. They're yeah, done. The Rams have lost six of seven. Um, yeah, and they're currently – let me get the schedule up here. They are currently four and nine. So winning out puts them at eight and nine, which isn't going to be enough to get in the playoffs. So. It isn't going to be um, enough. They're they're not officially eliminated yet, but they're one week from being eliminated. No matter what happens, even if they win this week, they're still going to get eliminated because there's no way of them getting even to 50-50. They can't so get to 50-50, about, which means it's done. Okay, we talked about the two teams that we were, you know, I'm, I'm all negative on Brady right now. Again, Brady may be the GOAT, but he's been off. I do not like what I saw in the whole Baker thing. I'm just going to come out and say it again. I will bet my last dollar. They get drilled by the bat by the Packers next week. Um, but I want to talk about two teams that are hot. First mm-hmm. off, who do we love? The, they're going to call. We're going to say for the next four weeks, this is the official team of the Coach Bonos podcast, the Detroit Lions. We've talked since preseason about how much we love Dan Campbell. and. I was I, I was bought in on him. I was bought in for. I mean, I said this team is going to play hard for him. They're not the most talented team, but this team has won now five of six. The one loss in there is Thanksgiving Day against Buffalo. So after splitting the first two games, they lose five in a row. Where Campbell was told to fire his office as his defensive coordinator, he says no. Doesn't fire Aaron Glenn. They win three in a row, lose to Buffalo, and they've won two in a row, including now beating the in-division rival Vikings and setting it up for the Coach Bono's podcast bowl game this week, the game we've been looking forward to all season long. We knew this was going to be a good game. Lions at Jets. Now, look, if you're in Lawrence, I've already said, if you're in Lawrence, Kansas, Go to Johnny's West at noon on Sunday. I will be there. I'm rooting for the Lions, but these two teams, I guarantee it's a good game. I guarantee it's a good game because every player on that field wants to play and everybody believes in in their team. They're not the most two talented teams. I'll tell you right now, I don't want a piece of the Lions right now, but I don't know if Mike White's playing quarterback for the Jets this week or not, but I'm seeing now like he's going to be okay. But this game is going to yeah, be – Yeah, they they're not playing Wilson again. No. This is going to be a rugged game. This is going to be a barroom brawl. And every player on the field wants to play. This is going to be a fun football game. I, I can't wait to watch this game. And the Lions are my official team. Uh, they are the official team of this podcast for the next four weeks. So the playoffs start, and we're going to be Team Burrow the whole way. But I'm telling you, my Saints are awful. I love Dan Campbell. He was assistant coach of the Saints for years and should have been the next head coach of the Saints. We talked about that already at length on this podcast. But I, I'm looking forward to this. And the Lions – not only beat the Vikings, 
And I know that game was only an 11 point win, but they beat the Vikings down in that game. Oh, no, they were dominant. They were dominant. It wasn't I mean, just, nearly – that score is not indicative of just how dominant they really were. No, and the so I was looking at um, the DVOA numbers. I could not believe this. If you take the last four weeks of DVOA numbers for the NFL, number one offense in the NFL, the Detroit Lions. Their last five games, they've scored 34 points against the Vikings, 40 against the Jags, 25 against Buffalo, which is impressive that it's Buffalo. I mean, that's a good team. 31 against the Giants and the Bears. And that Bears game was in was on that shitty field in Chicago. The yep. last five weeks, this has been the one of the best teams in the league. God forbid this team sitting at six and seven. God forbid they run off these last four games. Last four, they got the Jets. Well, they got Panthers. The Bears, at the Panthers. At Jets, at Panthers. They get the Bears at home and at Green Bay. Now, that's going to be tough. Now, here's, you guys can be what outdoors. It's going to be a cold game. But, look, if they run those four games and they get some help, they can get in the playoffs. Ten wins if they run it, If in. they run it out. If they run it out, they're ten and seven, and they're uh-huh. right at the cusp of a playoff run. Here's yep. here's what I'll say about this. If I'm looking, if I had, when we talked about them last week, you had to get by the Vikings, and they yep. did commandingly. You got to get by the Jets. That's less of an. They they've already played their hardest game against the Vikings. <laughs> they've already won that one. So you, if they beat the Jets, I think they beat the Panthers. They beat the Bears. Here's why I think they also beat the Packers. And mind you, they've already beat the Packers. That was the first win off of that losing streak six weeks ago. That 5-1, and one, that was the first win was against the Packers at 15-9. And that was mm-hmm. at home. This time, they're getting them at the end of the season when the Packers will have been eliminated. And I would bet that Jordan Love starts that game. I, I bet Jordan Love starts that game, and I think that if you can – we were saying if you get by Minnesota, then you can you have a chance. Now if you get past the Jets, which is which I think is completely doable where they're playing, they run out. They're at 10-6 or 10-7. They at 10-7 looking seven. at a playoff berth. Maybe need a little help. But how crazy would that be having gone 1-6 and six to start the season – and now you're looking at a playoff. We talked about this way back when, when they, when they beat the Packers, like maybe we'll start something. This would be insane. Yeah. This would so be insane. And I would be absolutely overjoyed to see the, the Lions in the playoffs after the first half of this year as it went out. I would right. love it. I am dying for them to make the playoffs. And here's what has to happen for the Lions. They, they got to win out. They got to win out. First before they end up 10 and 7. They're going to have to get some help because, okay, you've got basically one, two, three, four, four teams playing for two playoff spots. You've got the Commandos, the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Lions. Now, the Giants are the team I think is going to fall out. I don't – we've already seen the wheels are kind of coming oh, yeah, off the I, bus. They've played about as I well agree. as they can. And their schedule's tough. They've got the Commandos this week, the Vikings next week, and that's in Minnesota. Then they've got the Colts. Who look who are at least you know plausible as a football team, and then at the Eagles. 
So they've got to play their one game ahead of the Lions. If they drop two, the Lions move ahead. You've also got, then from there, the Seahawks and the Commandos. You've only got to pass one of the two of them if the Giants lose those couple of games. Seahawks still have, listen to this shit, the 49ers in Kansas City, and then they play the Jets on New Year's Day. Now, they end with the Rams. It could be a winnable game. But they could easily lose the next two and maybe the next three because the Jets are going to play, try to play to get their self in the playoffs. So the Seahawks may be a team you can pass. Now, in this case, in the Seahawks, the Seahawks are actually one game ahead of the Lions as well. And then, again, the Commandos, I think, are going to be the team that gets in. They've got the Giants. They do have the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys. But even they could lose two of those. And they are also 7-5-1. and one. So if you lose two of those, you're looking at 9-7-1. and one. The Lions could leap clear ahead of all three of those teams. If they beat yeah. the Jets, I mean, now it's week to week. You mentioned it. I think you said it beautifully. We fought a week ago. Hey, let's see if they get past the, the Vikings. And when they were announced as the when they were the favorite, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because if you recall on the point five, I picked the Vikings. They were one of my picks. I was like, you're gonna give me yeah. the Vikings yeah. some points, I'm gonna take it. And it wasn't like Kirk Cousins played bad. The Lions just played better. What is Cardinals team's terrible? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're fine on this, but they got the they got the good lead with half a quarter to go. Yeah, now, I agree. I'm looking at the commander yeah. schedule. Even if they let's just pretend for a second that they tie the Giants again, it's still they still have to get past the 49ers and the Cowboys. I don't think they can do it. So I think well, the Commandos. I is, yeah, I, I think the Commandos will beat the Giants, and I think they'll lose to the 49ers and the Cowboys. So it comes down to that Browns game, um, but. I don't know how the Giants are. I, the Giants seem to be the – those two teams seem to be the two that are slipping. Seahawks, I got a hard schedule. The Lions, I got an easier schedule than everybody coming up. So it'll be interesting. I hope they pull it off. I hope they run the, run it all the way out now and end up at 10-7. and seven. And I hope they get the six or the seven seed because they can't mess anything up with my New Orleans Saints now. So let's just get them in there. <laughs> No, and, and here, yeah, so if I'm looking at this again, Vikings and Eagles, I think both the Commandos and the Giants get two more losses and open yeah. the door. So. I think they both do. I think that get, as long as the, the Lions win out, yep. I they think they have out. a real good chance of getting that really, last spot, that last block. Spot. So the official game of the week of the, of the Cudge Bonos podcast, the Lions, we're rolling with you guys. We believe in Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you want to let's just call it now. The Lions are going to the playoffs. No, no, no. They gotta win out. They gotta win out. They still gotta the get Lions past are the, Jets. Go to the playoffs. You know, in a in a in a world, in a world like this, where things just happen. <laughs> this league happens. When Baker Mayfield 
can become a starter two days after he gets traded or like, I'm sorry, not traded, claimed off waivers, claimed off waivers and wins a game. Okay. Carolina Panthers, a team that is five and eight and is a a coaching staff. That's not going to be there next season. And they said, fuck you. We don't even want to think about having you here next season. Go ahead and get out the paint. If you can get a job somewhere else. He got sacked again. In a world <laughs> where Trevor Lawrence beats King Henry on a given week, in a world where a third-string quarterback shows up against his one and two to put the smack down on the GOAT, yeah. Detroit has to win out first. All of, I ain't going to call That's anything, but it's, the door is open. It is there, and I am... I really hope they make it. Dan Campbell has knocked the door open. He's bringing a SWAT team with him. Dan Campbell, coach of the year, NFL, right? No, really, <laughs> well, legit. Dan Campbell's the coach it, of the it's year. Legitimately, if they if they make the playoffs, I am I am my vote is down for that. Absolutely, if they make it to the playoffs, there's no question that they Dan Campbell has to be there at the top of the list for coach of the year because. Nobody, nobody through the first half of the season thought this was going to happen. Period. It's and crazy. We were, talk- hey, I we love were you. talking in, pre- in preseason. Coach we like them bet. We like them bet. This team, they may not win a bunch of games, but this team's going to come at you. But they're like the they're like um Tommy in 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 uh, Goodfellas. You know, if you if if he beats you with a bat, you could you need to bring a knife. If he beats you with a knife, you better bring a gun. And if he beats you with a gun, you better keep coming. You better get him down because he's gonna keep coming and keep coming. And that is who Dan Campbell uh-huh. is. Dude, you're gonna have to kill him to get him out of there now. That dude, I'm team Dan Campbell. I'm team that guy for coach of the year, and they're making the playoffs. The official team of the Coach Bono's podcast till the postseason starts. All right. I agree. I am wholeheartedly in support of that. I like what they're yeah. doing up there. I've, I've liked it since the season, since preseason. I like what they're doing up there, and I think it's paying off. Now, we're going to talk about the hottest team in the NFL, and that's the team that's 12-1, and one, the only team to already clinch a playoff spot, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they did it again. These guys are just rolling. They're just steamrolling. Had a big win on a divisional game. Yeah. In New York at MetLife Stadium, and they beat the hell out of the Giants. I mean, it's amazing what they're doing. And this team, look, this team, again, there's only one game I'm worried about if I was an Eagles fan right now, and that's Christmas Eve against against the Cowboys. It'll be fun to watch. I'm watching that game. I'm not going to. I'm not going to Christmas dinner until after that game. <laughs> My ass can wait till that Cowboys game. Till that Cowboys Eagles game is over, and then I will drive to Topeka because no, no, no. I'm not going to get caught slipping watching oh, okay. and listen part of that on XM radio. No, no, no. I will be watching the entire game, and then I will gladly come over for Christmas. <laughs> I gotta say this. I gotta cut in and say this. I interrupt and go on a side note here because I'm watching the Manning cast here. Does 
is it just me? And you brought up the Goodfellas reference. Does Adam Vinatieri all of a sudden like a suddenly look like Ray Liotta does look like today? Are you mm. looking at this? He looks like Ray Liotta looked like today. Well, Ray Liotta's dead, it's so crazy. he doesn't look—he doesn't look like anything right now. Um, well, he looked—I mean, oh my he, god, he looks kind of like Ray Liotta does. Yeah, look Adam Vinatieri—he's wearing a tracksuit. Looks, oh my god, he looks like he's mobbed up. Oh, I'm man, telling you, you mentioned him in Goodfellas, and all of a sudden I looked it over, and there's Vinatieri, and I'm like, that looks like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas, aged like 30 years. The, that looks like Ray Liotta today. He looks like what is the comedian's name that does all the impressions? Um, the bigger guy from Mad TV, not the one that's um, oh shit, not the one that does Madden and all those, but oh god, he that's who he looks like. I don't remember. Oh man, I, I, it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, yeah, I just switched over to the Manning cast. We'll talk about the Manning cast in a minute, but because there's disappointment there in my hands. But the Eagles, the Eagles are hot as donut grease. Eagles, Eagles are hot as donut grease. Um, they beat the hell out of the Giants. They got the Bears this next week. They're going to obliterate the Bears. I mean, they might be pulling the second string guys in the second quarter. But, man, I mean, I want to pull these stats real quick just to show you. This was was just maddening. Jalen Hurts, 21 of 31. Again, very respectable. 217. Don't ask a lot. He didn't get sacked four times. But they rushed the ball 31 times for 253 yards. 8.2 yards a carry. I don't care what you're doing or who you're playing against. If you're getting eight yards of carry, run the football. <laughs> yeah. Eight yards of carry. Yeah. That's 10 plays. Yeah. 10 plays and you're, the, and you're, and you're done. 10 plays yeah. and you're across the goal line. Oh, my God. From your own I mean, 20. Done. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Uh, the Eagles are still number one. I think they're the best team in the NFL. I think they're the Super Bowl favorite. We're going to talk about MVP race here in a little bit as well. It's going to be our last thing we do, or one of the last things we do, because I, you know where I'm at. Jalen Hurts is the MVP of this league right now, too. So, um, unbelievable. You know, I don't, I don't think the media has been very kind to the Eagles or to Jalen Hurts. I, I'm sick of hearing. Honestly, at this point, 12-1, and one, I, I have a hard time convincing myself that there's another quarterback more deserving, and that includes Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I mean, I, 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 we're, we're going to get really there. Can't because I'm, and, and, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, let's just go there now because we'll talk about the Chiefs for a second here. We'll do the Chiefs, okay. and, we'll do, and that'll kind of take us into where we're going. Did you watch the Chiefs-Broncos game? No. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> like, I saw you. that on the scale. Not only did I not watch it, I didn't record it either. I, I, this was, was going to be – no question, but I did see the highlights, and I'm a little disappointed I didn't record it. Okay, so it looks like it's going to be a bludgeoning early. I mean, oh, Chiefs sure, come out, be. two early field goals, the two, so they get three touchdowns. Look, it's 27 nothing, And then short field, because guess what happened? Mahomes threw a pick. Another short field, guess what happened? Mahomes threw a pick. Mahomes threw a pick. Uh, 27 points in the second quarter, and they're still playing backyard bullshit with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, the replay on that little uh, underhand flip. Yeah. That was not – I'm not going to say negative about that one because that was him running 
And that's a normal, like, that's not a drawn-up play. That was, he was scrambling, he was going out of bounds, he saw the guy and flipped it up there. What I mean is they call plays and have him up 27 points. They're still trying to throw the ball down the field. He's still trying to fit the ball into tight windows. If I'm up 27 points, all I want to do is get out of the game without anybody getting hurt. How do you shorten the football game, Ricardo? Run the ball. Oh, I thought I thought everybody Shocking. knew that, right? I, I guess that everybody knows that. Run the fucking football. Run, 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 run the fucking football. There is no reason this game should have been as close as it is, but here's why it was. Patrick Mahomes, 28 of 42, three touchdowns, three interceptions, 23 carries in the game for 89 yards. Still averaged almost four yards for 3.9 a carry. I'll take 3.9 when I'm up 27. All day long. First downs. All day long. Just give me first downs. But I want to slow to that two. game down to a crawl. I want to burn that clock like it like it's a bonfire. I just want to light it up and burn that whole clock down. There's no point. At the end of the day, the only thing that's going to matter in the numbers is your is your legacy numbers at the at the end of your career. At this yeah. point, the only thing you need is the win and get out. You don't want anyone hurt. You want this game over. You don't want to let them back in, which means burn the clock. You got four scores. Four scores. About 27 points midway through the second quarter. I'm going to run the football. I'm going to do it effectively. I'm not going to get anybody hurt on my road game, in a division game, and I'm going to get us home because we've got a tough schedule to fix to finish this thing out. Yeah. And we need every we need every win we got. Now they got to they got to give me this week. They got the Texans this week. Well, they kind of got some gimmies coming up. They got the Texans. They got the Seahawks. They don't have a they don't the have Seahawks a run, play but are, are, are steady. They got the Seahawks. And then the Broncos and the Raiders, which should be two wins. But keep everybody healthy. You know where you're going to be. You know Buffalo has a tough schedule. Buffalo has some tough sledding, and they're the one team, you're the one team that could still win the number one seed. Buffalo still has to play the Dolphins, the Bears we talked about, and they end with the Bengals in Cincy and the Patriots. Look, you, they're going to drop one of those games. Whether it's yeah, against the yeah. Dolphins next week or the Bengals in three weeks, who I don't know if anybody wants to fuck with them right now. I mean, I mean, if you're the, you're the Chiefs, just run the football. I mean, he didn't play that great to get you to 27 nothing. A lot of that was the run game, the short pass game that's basically an extension of the run game. Patrick Mahomes, to me, played himself out of the, the MVP list this past week. He was the running around, is, like especially this boy. week. He was, I, oh, he was not good, and he's been not good a couple of games like that, where they don't know what to do when they get ahead. And I, they I agree. The, the thing about this, yeah, the thing about this is is, is really simple. It's one simple stat: three interceptions. Three interceptions from this is not MVP caliber in a game where you don't need to throw that much to begin with. He needs to be cleaner. 
He needs to be sharper with those throws and not it's the decision-making. Don't make the errant throws. Don't make the risky throws when you're up. There's no reason for that. And that's, that, at the end of the day, is what's going to cost him. We talk about the backyard bullshit when it backfires. And we talk about the backyard bullshit when it works. But those, that's a double-edged sword. And he, if you think that you're going to get away with backyard bullshit against teams that are ready and have already, Bills and Bengals both, put the spec down on you this year. And you want to make a Super Bowl, you got to clean it up. You got to make sure you don't throw those interceptions and be prepared for the playoffs. This isn't about getting past the Broncos. This is about being ready for a playoff run at the Super Bowl. That's what's left of this season. If no, no one's questioning whether or not they're going to make it to the playoffs. We know they are. Nobody's going to question whether or not they're going to run out. They probably will. But what's going to come out of that? Is it three interceptions when you play against the Bengals or the Bills or the Dolphins? That's not going to get you to a Super Bowl in a play. I, I look at it this way, and I said this last week, and I got harassed by one friend of mine. Other than the 49ers early in the season, I think it was like week six or seven, has this Chiefs team beat a good team yet? And, you know, I, we talked about that last week. When you look back at the season as it looks today, not the way we looked at it before with this division, their hardest games were Bills and 49ers and the Bengals. They lost two of those. The rest of the season doesn't look nearly as tough today as it did two months ago. Yeah. This, is not, yeah. this, is not a, this is nearly as difficult as other people's team schedules. I was talking to a friend this morning, and we were talking about the Chiefs, and I said, you know who they are? They're the team that plays to the level of their competition. They'll play really poorly against bad teams, but somehow they're just more talented and they win. But when they're playing you know, Buffalo, Cincinnati, these top teams, they're losing those games. And they're losing those games in close games that they kind of come back in because they are talented. Hey, look, they can't do that in the playoffs. Think about it. You, if you're the Chiefs, if you're the number one seed Chiefs, you're going to have to beat Buffalo and Cincinnati. You know, a lot of their most of their wins. Now, there's a few outliers, Cardinals, you know, Cardinals and 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 others. But most of their games, you look at the point spread. Most of their yeah. games are within ten points, if not a score or less. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that the is secret. not dominant winning. Oh, here's the yeah. other secret: do not bet on the Chiefs to win on a point spread. They haven't covered a point no. spread since um, when was it? Like since the 49ers win. Was yeah. the last point it's spread. Really, they the covered. 49ers and the Cardinals no, are the Rams. The Rams game. They covered that was 14. They won by 16. So they've covered one in the oh, yeah, last yeah. Yeah. seven so games. That's three. Yeah. That's three in the year. Yeah. Three for yeah. the year. We're in week 12 or 13. Yeah, we're in week 12 or 13. They didn't, cover, sorry, 13. They didn't they cover against games. that shitty Broncos team. That shitty Broncos team, they were a 17 point favorite. And they won by six. Six yards. Six. This is a, and that's that right there should tell you everything you need to know. They played the Broncos and they won by six. They won I don't by two think field goals. That good. This team is not that good. Uh, and 
do they they have and and we've talked and I've been a big like this year I've talked high more highly about the Chiefs than I ever have before because I liked the idea of getting rid of Tyreek Hill and that Mahomes has to play in the box a little bit more. But if he doesn't play in the box, it hurts them. Now, again, the, the little pass he threw on the scramble that, that they took for the touchdown, I'm throwing that out. That was a hustle play, and it was a heads-up play. Sure. I think other quarterbacks frankly, would have made too. I think there are three or four other quarterbacks yeah. would have made that play, too. Um, he's more willing to do it. He's more willing to take those chances. But he also, those three picks, those three picks were all, and they were up 27 points. He's so, the reason so they got back that, in the game. Why? He's yeah, the reason that's, they that's got the back whole, in the my, That's exactly my reason. Three interceptions when you're up, it's not going to fly. When you can when you can barely eke out a win against a Broncos team who's not going to make the playoffs, and you expect to play like that in the playoffs? Yeah. No, they're not playing dominant ball. They're playing winning football, but they're not playing dominantly. They are not ready for the Bengals. They're not ready for the Bills, they're not ready for probably any of the playoff teams I'm looking at right now for the AFC. And I'm telling and you. that includes So that's Titans. That, that's not going to fly with the Titans. Certainly not going to fly with the Bills or the Bengals because they've already lost to them this year. The Ravens will take advantage of that. Miami will take advantage of that. Three interceptions against any of those teams, and you don't win. Yeah. Last team I want to talk about real quick. I told y'all, I told y'all, this guy's going to get hot. I said, this guy was going to get hot. He's going to get in the MVP mix. And this dude is going to bring this team all the way back. They were 0-2. They were th- they were 2-3 and three at one point. And since they were 2-3, and three, let me count this up here. 5, 6, 7, 8. Since they were 2-3, and three, they have won 8 of 9. The Bengals are for real. Jamar Chase is healthy. <laughs> Joe Burrow is playing like an MVP. And Joe Burrow didn't have a great game this week. He, he played well enough to win. I mean, he didn't go out there and have a 400-yard. He 18 of 33, which isn't great. But 239, two touchdowns. He had the early interception in the game. He only got sacked once. That's a big deal. But... 26 runs in the game. Joe Mixon's back. Uh, Samaje Pirine has been incredible for them, They, especially in the passing game. Uh, but I think they're still going to get him more rushes and more in the passing game. Jamar Chase had a huge yeah, game this he, week. He, he, he. Dude, they're, they're for real. I've said there's – I mean, I think the best team's the Eagles. I think the Eagles are far and away the best team in the NFL. But I think on each side, the NFC and the AFC, there's one team that I do not want to play. I do not want to play the Bengals, and I don't want to play the Cowboys still. The Cowboys are a wild card. They could Anything could happen against the, the yes. Cowboys, and they are hungry. They are hungry. It's a team that wants to win. I don't yeah. blame them for that. And They, will they not lose because of their the coach Eagles. and their GM, but yeah. they got every they reason to win. they catch the Eagles. But again, in a one-game situation, that's all the playoffs are. It's the one game. There's no team that's. I mean, they are. And look, I hate the fucking Dallas Cowboys. 
But goddamn, they got it all together. Their defense is playing fucking phenomenal. Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over. They got a really great run game, and now those two backs will play together, and they're just a committee. Um, it, they're tough to beat. And then they went and got T.Y. Hilton this week. I don't know if you saw that. They signed T.Y. Hilton today. I had not seen that, but yeah. that is it Which tells me they're up. out on Odell Beckham. Now, they brought Odell Beckham in last week. They wanted to sign him to a, to the, a deal just for the rest of the season. He wanted a, two, a two-year deal. Uh, there was also something in the medical the Cowboys did not like. Odell Beckham has not signed anywhere yet. But I think that's I think the conversation around that has been that they don't want to sign him without working him out. And yes. he's not working out with him. He's, he's not working visited, out with him. but he hasn't worked out. But yeah. here's the and, and the argument obviously is a simple one. You're coming off knee. We want to work you yes. out, see how stable you are. Yeah. I would Period. be willing that's to, it. And he doesn't want to do it. To, he just wants I'd to I'd be willing to up. sign him for, for four games for the rest of the season without a workout. But I would not sign him mm-hmm. to a deal with next season without seeing a workout. Because, like I said last week, he's not out there to go get 10 fucking catches every week. He's to help to draw some people off of my other of my other good receivers and get me three, four catches a game. That's all I need him for. And, and I do think he'll end up signing. Um, if it, It's not going to be the Cowboys now. I think T.Y. Hilton is a good choice, probably pretty cheap. You can get him in there, see what you're going to do. But, I mean, Buffalo could use him. The Chiefs could use him. I don't know the Chiefs should do it. I think the Chiefs are stacked at wide receiver right now. Yeah. You know, could the Bengals do it? Could could Odell Beckham you say, know, honestly, yeah, I'll play with Joe Burrow? They're both LSU guys. Yeah, I think you could. I just here's the problem. At this point in the game, it's if it wasn't Dallas or the Bills right now, not Next week, not the week after. It should have been done two weeks ago. Getting him worked out, getting him into the system ahead of the playoffs. At this point now, I'm of the impression that if I were a GM, if I were a coach, if I were a quarterback, I would pass an OBJ the rest of the year and say, it's now too late. You didn't want to work out. We don't have time to get you up to speed. We're already firing on all cylinders looking at a playoff run. I don't see the... I don't see it worth it to any of the teams for the cost. As a GM, it would be a cost issue of, at this point, what do you give us that we don't already have? Yeah. Well, We're already I, I, winning. We're already going to the playoffs. And if you're the Bills or the Bengals, I've already beaten our biggest offense, or our, our biggest team in, the, in, in Kansas City. We've already beaten them this year. We can beat them again. Why yeah. do I need OBJ? I like the idea it's, it's of your, a little your, bit too late. You may be right. Um, my looking at it is again, I don't mind bringing him in like right now with four weeks to go and just say, Hey, we're going to put a package with you where you only got to learn a couple of packages and then get him to learn a little more each of the next four weeks. I'd love to have that guy for the last month of the season and for a playoff run. But if he's absolutely not going to play, Unless he gets a multi-year deal, I can't sign. I can work him out in the offseason and go from there, but I can't bring him in for four weeks and then say, well, let's see how next season goes. And let's go ahead and give you next season. I couldn't do that right now. 
I could have done it a month ago. A month ago, I could have said, yeah, because I got you for eight weeks. We'll figure this thing out. I can't now. So I, 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 I'm halfway in agreement with you. I don't disagree with the principle at all. I do think that if you could do that, you know, if you could say, well, yeah, one month plus the playoffs, I'm willing to do that. Otherwise, I agree with you on that. I wouldn't do it. All right. Last couple things. And we're going to talk. We've already said we have our new Coach Bono's podcast team for the next month. This is going to be the Detroit Lions. And I encourage anybody, if you're in Lawrence this weekend, Sunday afternoon, we're going to be doing it at Johnny's West. I'm not staying for the Chiefs game. I'm only staying for the early games. But uh, have you looked at this week's coming schedule yet? I know we're at Monday night. But we got a couple of big games coming up. And we've got some Saturday action this week. So we've got Thursday night. Again, they can they keep drawing the short straw on these Thursday night games. San Francisco at Seattle. It, it should be a decent game. I mean, the 49ers can That's absolutely blow the Seahawks out. But the Seahawks are good enough to stay in the game, too. It comes down yeah, to that's it a goes better around. game than it sounds like. And, and, and if you're thinking about, if we're talking about Thursday night games, tonight's Monday night game wasn't all that great to begin with. I mean, it's Patriots, Cardinals. It wasn't exactly a, a barn burner here. No. So, yeah, I, I agree. It, I think the Thursday night game is Seattle 49ers. That's an interesting game. That's a, Seattle's on the upside. 49ers yeah. are looking at, you know, are taking their third-string quarterback into a playoff run. This is an interesting game. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. it. To me, it comes down to if Seattle stays in the game early, then they can run with the 49ers. But if the 49ers get ahead early, you're done. And, and the 49ers know this is the game that wins the division. This is the game that pretty much solidifies the division for them. So they'll be coming out. Uh-huh. Saturday, we got three games. We got Colts at Vikings. This is noon central. These are all on NFL Network. So if you don't have NFL Network, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to get these three games. Uh, we got the Ravens in Cleveland. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Lamar Jackson's playing yet or not. I haven't heard anything yet. So I haven't heard either. I think he, I would have assumed we're on Monday out. now. So it's, we'll know more in the last next couple of days. Miami at Buffalo. Poor Miami. I'm going to talk about this real quick. The Dolphins just played back to back games on the West Coast. They actually stayed on the West Coast to play the game this, this past week. Now, they're going right. home to Miami. They're going to practice in Miami all week. They're going to fly to Buffalo on Friday. And they're expecting seven inches of snow on Saturday morning. <laughs> this Dolphins team can't catch a break, dude. Two in a row on the West Coast. You fly home to Miami. And you got to go up to Buffalo. It's going to be just bone-chilling cold and a shitload of snow, and the Dolphins are a team that relies on the speed of the, of the speed of the offense. Tua played pretty poorly on Sunday. I was getting texts from Tyler Jones. He was that. making fun of Tyler of Tua, saying he's a fraud, missing that. And I'm like, well, no one's called Tua the MVP. It's not a fraud. He did not play well, though. It was not his best game on Sunday. Um, but I got to think Buffalo's going to win that one big. Then Sunday, we've got the, the, the main event is what I'm calling. You know these two teams are going to get after Detroit and the Jets. I'm not going to bet this game. I'm just going to watch this game. 
because it's, it's gonna it's gonna be like the Ravens Steelers from the early two thousands. These two teams are gonna come out and play physical physical football, and they're two great coaches. I love both these coaches. I like uh, Campbell's great. Uh, we already talked. We already got him all his flowers today. And Robert Salah has really been a great coach and done a great job with the Jets. Um, the other early games, oh, the Chiefs are an early game. I thought they were a later three o'clock game. The Chiefs yeah. were playing Houston at noon. They should just run through them. Um, Houston played Dallas tough this week, though. I kind of thought that was going to happen. 17s make a lot of points in that game. If this is where that part of the season is now. Teams are realizing they're not going to make the playoffs, so their claim to fame is to knock other people down or try yeah. to get them out of the playoffs. And that, yeah. I think that's really what Houston is. Teams like Houston, Denver, they're going to start playing better because for two reasons. One, they they know they're not going to make it in the playoffs. They'll get a little notoriety by knocking other, we're making it difficult on other teams. And two, players are trying to keep their jobs for next year on teams that suck. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah, you gotta get the tape, get your, get your stuff on tape because coaches are going to start going soon. All right, three twenty-five. It is the goat with the O-A-T, at home against the new GOAT, G-E-A-U-X-T, Bengals at Bucks. <laughs> if you don't know what I mean by uh, that. They start spelling it that Bill way. Bill Burrow, when I he was in LSU, when they won the national title, Sports Illustrated did a, a cover of him, and they called him the GOAT, the G-E-A-U-X-T. Because they said he had the greatest season in college football history, which he did. Uh, but and, and maybe the greatest college football quarterback of all time. Um, but yeah, this this is going to be out with the old, in with the new, right? I'd be hard pressed to believe, even at home, that Tampa has a real chance against the way the Bengals are playing right now. They're playing really good ball right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and Tampa's just played bad. I mean, I don't see it. Tampa's been riddled with injuries, and I shared this. On the Coach Bono's podcast Twitter this evening, I don't know if you've seen it yet, there is a story in Bleacher Report tonight about, and I swore, and Tyler Jones thought I was fucking crazy when I said this, I said, Tom Brady's changing the plays. Tom Brady's changing the offense. Sure enough, Tom Brady's been having Saturday night meetings and changing the offense with the receivers, and they haven't been telling the coaches. If that's true, it's over. I, 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 there's no def- if that's true, there is no defending Tom Brady. And I can't do it. Check it out. I can't. Twitter. I can't do it. If your quarterback is sabotaging your offensive play scheme that you've been working on all week long, all week long, he's been doing night before game and changing little things, and they're not telling the co- the coaching staffs having to learn it on the fly in the game. I have been saying all year, you can tell Tom Brady's changing the plays. He's taking them out of run plays and putting them into passing plays. And no coach in the world would let a 45-year-old quarterback throw the ball 50 times. Tom Brady's changing the plays. And I swear I've been saying for a month and a half, 
And Tyler Jones keeps thinking I'm crazy. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's happening. You can watch it and see it. This guy's not playing well. But again, we had to hear because he had five good minutes of a game last Monday. We had to hear that the GOAT is back. The GOAT is going to get crushed again this week. He got crushed by the this 49ers. Bengals, this Bengals team is firing on all cylinders on and offense. They're playing this really good team defense. Is Tampa Bay doesn't – I don't care how good he is. The rest of the, everything Tampa Bay has done and shown this year has shown me nothing but stat padding for, for Brady. They're not putting a, a game together. They can't put four quarters together. They can barely put two together. Yeah, and he looked so miserable in the game on Sunday, Tom Brady did. On the sideline, he's moping. He's sitting there like, oh. I mean, yeah, he, he shouldn't have come back. Plain and simple. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know. And again, I don't know what happens to the man and the woman. I know he and his wife are divorced. And that's between them. That's married folk stuff. I'm not going to get all into that. But what I will say is, damn it, he should not be playing football. He, to me, this season, and I'll, and I'll take the, the players that have been the regular player, the regular starting quarterbacks, not injury yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Yeah. or backups who have come in. He has been the worst starting quarterback in the league this season. It's hard to argue against it you know, with everything he's done. The problem is that at the end of the day, you know, I think, I agree. He should probably have already retired. I, you know, the way he's, the way that team has played this year, I had wished he had retired, not come back this year. It probably would have been better on his marriage. It probably would have been better, better on his sanity. At the end of the day, though, and, and you know, the funny thing is they're talking about him coming back next year. Oh, God, and I possibly, heard that already, too. Now the talk is possibly going back to the Patriots. I've heard that the, the other rumor is, is that he's going to go to the 49ers. Because he grew up there. He's a, he was a 49ers fan when he was a boy. And Montana was his favorite guy. And yeah, supposedly he's going to go to the 49ers next year. Look, I wouldn't pay Tom Brady that. right now to play football. I just wouldn't. The guy's Look, the guy is one of the all-time greats. There's no doubt about it. And whether you want to argue he's the absolute greatest of all time or one of them like I will, I'll just simply say it's done. He's done. He was done two seasons ago. He had five great games at the end of the year. Last year he played like shit. Everyone loved his fucking numbers, though. And I was like, that's not who he is. Then this past week, we had to hear it because they ran two possessions at the end of the game against a tired Saints team, and they scored they scored 17 points in the game. They shouldn't have won that game. Look, he's playing on a team in the worst division in the NFL. They are 6-7 and seven with four games to go. They're going to lose at least one of these. Left. Look, they get it padded, too. They've got the Bengals. They're going to lose. They got the Cardinals, who now probably apparently aren't going to have Kyler Murray. And then they've got the Panthers and the Falcons. And we know the Falcons have got a rookie quarterback now, which I did not give myself shit about. I will get back to that in a moment. Let you get all over me about Desmond. We'll get back. (laughs) We'll get there. We're going to get there. We did not get there yet. We'll do it. But I, oh, I I just can't do it. I can't do it. And and I'm. I. 
I have tried to remain open because he's the GOAT. I've tried to remain open because, you know, we've seen this before in the early part of the year. This is Cal carried into the second half of the year. We're in the last few games here of the regular season, and he hasn't looked any better. And I said, no, it's not, not saying him. I'm saying the team. Because if we're talking about his individual stats, his individual stats still look good. He only has five interceptions on the year. He still has 35, 85 on the year passing. Like his numbers individually look good. This team looks bad. His leadership looks bad with this team, with this Tampa team today. Well, look at this. And, and I, and I, say, I'm done defending it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say well, yeah, he's got 3,500 passing yards. He's thrown the ball 579 times. Oh, yeah. Far and away, I think probably the most of any. He might have the most passing tips in the league. This year. I don't oh, know. Only pa- I think. I know. I'm he, looking at it right now. Only fine. Patrick Mahomes. Of all the other quarterbacks in the league right now, only, I think only Patrick Mahomes is the only other quarterback that has over 500 passes. No, no, Justin Herbert also has it. But he has far away the most, 579. Herbert has okay, 561. Mahomes has 511. Okay, so yeah, here's 511. the attempts. through this week. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the week. It's all updated on NFL.com. Up to the moment. Okay. Tom Brady has the most attempts in the league at 579. Justin Herbert is second at 561. They throw the ball too much. Patrick Mahomes is at 511. Kirk Cousins is at 490. Joe Burrow is at 473. So by the time you get to the fifth person, it's 20% less in, 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 in attempts. His completion yeah, that's not percentage. not a small number. These are. And let's, get, and let's tell the real story. His completion percentage among those top five is. Three tenths of a point better than Kirk Cousins. He's tied. Let me take this right. He's tied with Mahomes. He's behind Herbert. He's behind Burrow in completion percentage. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, of starting quarterbacks right now, the only starting quarterback with a better completion percentage than Joe Burrow is Mac Jones, who's played in, who has half as many attempts because he had like a five games where he wasn't playing. And then you have Geno Smith. Geno who has, Smith, yeah, 71.5. Who's, who's really had the best year of his career. If anything, Geno Smith played it. himself into, into a contract somewhere. Yeah, um, but he's it, done that throwing 150 less passes. Yeah. And then you look at Tom Brady's. And then the other thing to look at is look at Tom Brady's touchdowns to interceptions. Yeah, he's thrown five interceptions. He's got 17 touchdowns. To give you an example, Burrow's got 10 more touchdowns. He's got four more interceptions. But if you recall, he had four in the first game. So, um, yeah, I. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing he's doing right is he's not throwing many interceptions. Of all the major starters. The only players who are who are actually ahead of him, um, Tua has the same number of interceptions. I believe, yeah, Tua has the same number. Garoppolo has only four, and he didn't play this week, but he's played most of the season. And Jalen Hurts has three on the year, three interceptions on the year. 
Talk about MVP caliber. Well, you mentioned it. You we said the word. about quarterbacks not making mistakes. Jalen Hurts is not making mistakes. Yeah. Well, all right. You just said the word, so we're going to do this. We've got a month to go. We've got four weeks left. And what we're going to do each week, these next four weeks, is we're going to talk about the MVP. Because everyone loves to talk about it. And so here we are. We're in the final stretch. Here's the race. I got four guys that are legit MVP candidates. I'm going to give them to you. I'll let you rank them. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Is there anybody I'm missing? First off, let's do that. That I would put into an MVP conversation today? No. I can't. I'm looking across the board here, and I cannot think. And obviously, I'm I'm limiting myself to quarterbacks because it's not. It's going to be a quarterback who wins. Yeah. But if we, you know, let's let's just stay realistic to what's possible. Because we can argue. There's arguments to be made for wide receivers and running backs. But for quarterback, yeah, I agree that those are the four that are leading. And right now, it's not even close. It's hurts. My vote goes right. to Hertz, and it's not by a little bit. It's by a lot. I'm going to give me you it's two. Hertz. Go ahead. Yeah, it's Hertz. Hertz, then Mahomes, and then uh, probably Burrow and Allen. And you can flip-flop the last two. It's 50-50 either way. It doesn't matter which order you put them in. Okay. And, it's, and, Burrow, and, and Mahomes only has a lead on those two guys by a little bit. The, yeah. All three of them have a significant amount of work, in my opinion, to catch Hertz for MVP. Yeah. The only person losing the MVP to Hertz is if Hertz goes down by, by some yeah. injury or something like that, yeah. something ridiculous. It's his to lose. Uh, I'm going to say it this way. Jalen Hurts, I think, is the MVP right now. I think he's had the best season. He's, on the, he's the quarterback of the best team in the league. He runs that offense. What he does in the run game is so important. I'll take Jalen Hurts as the MVP right now, and I agree. I think he is probably head above shoulders. I think he's a head's length ahead of everybody right now. So I kind of draw my line there. Now, here's where I can make an argument for two people who include that are not quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And it hurts one of the quarterbacks, and the other one I just think is outstanding. The one that's outstanding is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is having an absolute monster year. 99 receptions. He's second in the league. Tyree kills at 100. But Jefferson's 100 yards ahead of him. Oh, by God, I love Jefferson. Jefferson's so good. I have him on my team. He's so good. Six (laughs) touchdowns. I know that Diggs has more touchdowns. I know Devontae Adams has more touchdowns. But Justin Jefferson is the reason the Vikings are in first place. It's not the quarterback. If you're, and I was about to say, it's not how many touchdowns you have. This is an MVP, your value to your team. And he's getting thrown to by Kirk Cousins. Now, you lost Mariota. I lost Garoppolo. We always have Kirk Cousins to take our punches. We can take, yeah. And Kirk Cousins, (laughs) rightfully so. Cousins is the one throwing to him. And Justin Jefferson is so good to Minnesota. He's the reason they win. Without him, 
we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you if you can neutralize Jefferson, you can you can beat the Vikings. It, it's been done. But Chester, he's just so good. He's so good in single. He's so good in double. I mean, you got a triple quadruple this guy. Try to get the ball out of his hands. He's so good. He's having a great season. He's a great player. Now, the next guy I'm going to argue, and I mentioned this guy like three weeks ago, I mean, he had a terrible game, and his team his team lost. And I said, this is the most important guy on the team. And we talked about this. Travis Kelsey. Travis on Kelsey that- 81 receptions, 1,039 yards, 12 touchdowns. And how good are the Chiefs? Without Travis Kelsey, yeah, this is true. This that's an interesting question. I'd love to see them play without him, just to see if he could, if they could really do it. But with him, with Patrick, he makes Patrick better by leaps and bounds. He does absolutely, he does. This is. Not- I'll say this. Patrick Mahomes is not a top five quarterback without Travis Kelsey. I would like to see him try to be a top five quarterback without Kelsey. I don't know. You know who he would be? He would be what Aaron Rodgers is looking like right now. He'd probably be doing it better than Aaron Rodgers. I would agree with that too. I would agree because he, he, he is capable of doing more physically. He's in the prime of his career while Rodgers is an older man. I would I would say if you took what Aaron Rodgers was doing 15 years ago with the same you know without a Travis Kelsey with less talent that's what Patrick Mahomes would look like now he'd be fighting yeah. every game but he'd be winning All right I'll put with, it this with way. what he can do Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes without Travis Kelsey or Justin Herbert I'd take Patrick Mahomes without Travis Kelsey I think I slightly agree, but I'm not sure. And that, again, well, I'm and gonna, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say like this. Watched, that's where I'm going, like the four or five top of the league. It's really close. Yeah. It's really close. Okay. I watched that. I did watch the Chargers game. I watched Herbert play, and there's a there's something about the way Herbert plays that, find, that I don't like. And I think it was I was watching a few of his plays, and he wasn't completing his progressions. Or you could see that he was slow through his progressions he wasn't getting to the third guy and was and 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 is i think there's i think herbert has room for improvement that patrick mahomes doesn't have right now i think he's i think mahomes is better through his progressions right now and that's where i would say that regardless you know without kelsey i still think he's a better quarterback um but i would be interesting to see what he would look like without kelsey for a season all right i'll give you one more of those let me ask this one Better one-two punch. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey or Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? The fact that you have to think about if the fact that you have to think about it means that the answer might be Burrow and Chase. It's not. It's Mahomes. I don't think it is either. I, I, I heard this last week. We were talking I'll about tell it. You and I said, if I had to choose, I would take Kelsey because he's just incredibly good. And Mahomes can do things it's, Burrow can't. It's, 
it's it's Mahomes Kelsey by a little bit, and I'll tell you why. It's it's not only that if you can cover Jamar Chase, you are not, you know Burrow I don't know, has a scramble. Travis Kelsey is the safety net for Patrick Mahomes. When Patrick Mahomes doesn't have Schuster or Hardman available to him, he goes to Kelsey. It's one, two, three, Kelsey. One, two, three, Kelsey. It's that fast. And that's where I say he gets through his progressions faster because he wants to get to Kelsey faster. <laughs> but there's a part of that where it's like, look, it, if, if I don't have it right now, I have Kelsey. And I'm going to go to Kelsey. Even if he's not covered, I'm going to go to Kelsey. That's where I would say he's better than, than Burrow and Jamar Chase. Because if Burrow looks and can't get it to Chase, he's actually scrambling for a second, third guy who's less of a talent, whereas Mahomes is checking down to the better talent. Well, so that's the one-two there. I think the fact that we have to think about it means that Burrow's catching. Um, I'll give you my top five. One is still Jalen Hurts. And, I, and again, I think it's Jalen Hurts, again, by a, if it was a horse race, by a head's length. I'm putting Joe Burrow number two. He outplayed Mahomes head-to-head. They're hot as donut grease. And they don't play down to bad competition. They haven't. No, they have not. They went out there and just dominated the Browns, and they didn't have to dominate by scoring 40 points. They went out and Burrow didn't make many, many bad plays, and they run the football. They just shortened the game. That's why he didn't score 40 points in that game. It, it just, you know, that's what sometimes I think people get caught up in when they're comparing these quarterbacks. They go, well, he has more of these 400-yard games talking about, um, about, about Mahomes. And I go, well, wait a minute. Burrow just keeps winning because they run the football too. Or he throws these short well, passes and just keeps the, keeps the first downs coming. Yeah, that's the thing about the Bills and the Bengals understand how to beat the the Chiefs because unlike every other team, they don't get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. It's it's that simple. They keep the they both teams successfully keep Mahomes on the sideline as much as possible. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, they're not in a shootout. Every team that gets into a shootout with Mahomes is going to lose. He's that good. In his two minute, in his ten seconds, his, in his sixteen seconds, Mahomes can do something. Don't get in a shootout with him. Play your game, and that's what they do really well. They're doing, they're coached, and they're playing not to be in a shootout, but to just win. They forget that. I don't understand why the rest of the league hasn't figured this out because it's an obvious win if you don't get into a shootout with him. If you get into a shootout with him, you're going to go down. Period. I'm going to take Josh Allen third, and here's why. He plays better in the second half. If you look, okay, yeah. Josh Allen's second half, he's always in the game. There's no game where you go, oh man. And Mahomes has cost his team in at least two games this year in the fourth quarter. Two of their losses, you can just staple that right on Patrick Mahomes and mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not so, Josh Allen had one really poor game in the fourth quarter, but otherwise he's been great. And so I'm yeah. going Josh Allen in the three hole. Mahomes is four. And I can flip a coin over three and four. And I will tell you that I think I whoever that. ends the highest, whoever wins more games from here on out 
is who I'd vote for. And then for me, the fifth one is Justin Jefferson. If I had one through five, that's my one through five. Hurts about a, a head's length ahead of Burrow, who I've got then a neck length ahead of Allen and Mahomes, who are then trailing, you know, behind there to me, are Jefferson and Kelsey could be in there too. Uh, they're just so important to the team. So, and I think that Kelsey's so good that that kind of pulls on Mahomes a little bit. I think that Mahomes isn't as effective if Kelsey's not playing well. And it's not that Kelsey doesn't play well. The right defense stops him. The Bengals figured it out. Yeah. Two they held him scoreless. They held him to no – he didn't have Bill figured it out. Here's the one thing I was looking. So the Bills have beat him, the Bengals have beat him, and they know how to win. Those two meet up January 2nd. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole reason. You know, if you haven't marked that on your calendar. Well, you, you haven't marked those, that like, one on your calendar. Well, you know that whole day thing. How, did you listen to the point five pod yet? I said what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Five. Well, it's second, so I can't yeah. go. I was planning to go to the Tulane bowl game, and yeah. it's in Dallas. It's at one o'clock local time. Tulane's playing USC, and I was like, "Okay, we'll do that." Well, then the bowl rest of the bowls come out, and I see that LSU plays at one o'clock in Orlando the same day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I was thinking, well, okay, I wasn't going to go to both, but I was like, I want to go to watch both games. Can't do that if I'm if I'm at the stadium in Dallas. And then I looked and saw that Burrow and the Bengals play the Bills that night. And I was like, yep. no, no, no. This is make, make a pot of chili or a big-ass thing of gumbo night. I already told Jen, I was requesting gumbo for, new, for the second. I'm oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a combo. That's all I'm eating all day long. And I'm going to watch all these games. Oh, and finish God. up with that, Monday night. That's a, so we will not be, be recording day. on the second, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I will be emotionally drained that night, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two lanes ball game, LSU's ball game, Joe Burrow at night. Uh, if you throw a Saints game in there, I may not make it that through the game without a heart attack. I was just thinking, my there was okay. Just, I, I don't want you to fly off the handle here, but there was an outside chance here. I was like, well, what if Purdy works out for the 49ers? Could Garoppolo end up at the Saints? I don't know what the Saints are going to do. Um, I think one of two things is going to happen. I think that. See, where they also fucked up, the Saints, if they've traded their first-round pick, which would be a really high pick, but it's going to the yeah, Eagles yeah. as part of the Chris Olave deal. So they, what they're hopeful for and what the Saints' whole deal is, I heard this over the weekend, the Saints are trying to bring Sean Payton back. Yeah, yeah, of course. He are. said he wants to coach next year, but he's only going to the right situation. Now, it's believed that the right situation, well, we've all thought all season it would be Dallas, but Dallas keeps winning. McCarthy somehow figured this thing out. It's now believed that the right situation is the Los Angeles Chargers. But the Saints still have his rights for two more years. 
So a team would have to give compensation back. The Saints have already said they want a first-round pick. So you know where he should go. I think the Chargers. You know, uh, we're 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 t- well. You know, the Chargers would be a good good fit for him. But you know, a team that if we've talked about bad coaches on this pod today, what about Arizona? I mean, Kingsbury sucks. Yeah, he, he could come been, in and really fix that organization. Sean, Sean Payton has had some things to say about Kyler Murray in the past. Oh, I'm sure. And they haven't all been positive. They've been positive lately, but they have not been positive before that. Um, who was I hearing that they would be interested in him as well? It was, oh, I got to look at something here. Let me look. It was, oh, damn it. And in fairness, you know, I, keep, you, 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 I don't know if he'd I wonder, I'm thinking that Peyton probably wants to go someplace at least moderately warm. I don't think he'd want to go to a Chicago. Yeah. Um, know, where he could be useful with some talent. Yeah. I think he'd want to go a little bit more south. It was one of these teams that, oh, it wasn't the Jets and it wasn't the Lions, but it was somebody who has somebody else's early pick. Like someone, who, I can't think of who has the Bears pick maybe. it's, But somewhere who they don't have a, a, a great starting quarterback and they've got like an early pick in this draft. And it's like, well, Sean Payton could go peg a quarterback. Because you know what, you know, when the when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, the Saints had the next pick. And they were going to draft him. They still had Drew Brees, but they were going to draft Patrick Mahomes. Could you imagine if the Saints had had Patrick Mahomes? But the, the Chiefs knew that the Saints were going to pick him, so they moved ahead and drafted into that spot. Uh, um, uh, Sean Payton said that the best individual workout he's ever seen with a quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. I didn't just pull that draft list. I'm, look, I'm just pulling up the, the current, the draft order as it stands right now for next year. Houston, Houston, Denver getting it from Seattle. Denver would be a good place for him. Um, we can get rid of Hackett. I bet, I bet Payton could do something here. Uh, Rams have a pick from Detroit. No, went to the tr- Detroit. Orleans to Detroit. Traded I got to Philly. Too. Denver yeah. traded theirs to Seattle. Yeah, Arizona, I think the, the example that we heard. Vegas, oh, Carolina, Atlanta, I, I think the example I heard was, um, I think it might have been Detroit. No, it wasn't. It might have been Seattle. No, it wouldn't That's be. Seattle, I don't. I would, well, even if if it was Detroit, I wouldn't take him now. Yeah, I saw. I, I don't know. It was and I. Can't remember where I heard it this past week, but the Sean Payton thing, he, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to be a coach next year. I think it's the Chargers. Um, I, I've been saying all season, I thought it was the Cowboys, but man, I unless they just really step on their deck here in the playoffs, I I don't see that happen. It's Cowboys. Yeah, it's the, and it's Mike McCarthy. But again, I don't, it's Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys in the playoffs. I. Yeah. I am betting. No, I don't care what the spread is. I don't care what team it is. I will be betting against the Cowboys on the first week in the playoffs. I, I because don't disagree. When, and he, they've won one playoff game in twenty six years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's all you need to know. They've won one playoff game in twenty six years. That's it. Yeah. They've made the playoffs, and they always get bounced in the first round. This is not a team. This is not an organization that knows how to win when it counts. No, I, I don't disagree at all. 
So. If I were Sean Payton, I would be looking at, you know, Houston as a turnaround, you know, kind of like a Cinderella, a way to really change their organization. Arizona is attractive because I think they're dysfunctional under Kingsbury. Um, those are probably, those two right now jump out to me as, you know, as barring going back to New Orleans, is probably a good landing spot for either of them to be able to yeah. do what he wants. He could yeah. walk in and do whatever he wanted in either of those organizations, and no one's going to say a thing. Yeah. The, the other thing about the Saints is they, if they're going to, if it's not Sean Payton, they're going to have to cut loose of everybody. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> Can't it, it. They're uh, kind of at that point where they need yeah. to clean a clean yeah. house and start from scratch. They've been limping yeah. along ever since he and Breeze retired and they haven't figured it out. No. So cleaning house and starting from scratch and just building for a year is probably on order for them if they want to have any success in their near future. Well, and I mentioned on the pod when I was bitching last week about those saints, I said, you know, the problem is, is that I don't know that ownership now that it's um, Tom Benson's um, widow, it's not the old man. It's his, you know, he's the second wife. She's now the owner of the team. Right. I don't know that she cares about winning. I think she cares about filling the stands and getting her TV money. I think oh, she cares about making money as the Saints and the Pelicans owner. There's a whole big fight there. I think if this were still Tom Benson's team, I think that everyone would be gone next year and he'd start all over. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I do have to give you some props real quick. You um, you've been giving me shit. We've been going back and forth all season, and. You've had Jimmy Garoppolo. I've had Marcus Mariota. And we got to break the news now. Marcus Mariota is benched. Desmond Ritter will finish the season as the starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, let me pull the news up because when I saw this, it was said it was based upon performance. Oh, here we go. It was a performance-based decision is the quote from head coach Arthur Smith. Um, and they says, obviously, this is the quote, obviously, we, uh, where our circumstances are, we talked last time about trying to get over the hump in some of these close games, and we were trying to push, the, we are trying to push the offense. We feel like this is the best decision where he's at, where the team's at, and we prepare to go down to New Orleans. As a Saints fan, I would like to say thank you to the Falcons. Our defense will murder them this week. We might actually get a win. And then Desmond Ritter can play his ass off the rest of the season. I will not be rooting for them because, well, they're the Falcons. Fuck the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always liked Marcus Mariota. I have thought he is a quality quarterback. I don't think he's a – I've never thought he was a franchise guy. But he's been good enough. I think his best years got wasted sitting behind Derek Carr who we can tell is dog shit bad now. I mean, he's just fucking pathetic, which we've known, I've known for years. So, yeah, we just, um, that's where we're at. We've got a couple of things going there. Um, last point, this is kind of a, we're going to close up the show on this, get this out of here, is our schedule for the next few weeks. Now, we've got the holidays coming up. We are, um, we're sitting here, we're recording this on the 12th. We'll have this out on the 13th, most likely. And then Ellen and I will do the point pod, the point five pod, which will be out on the 16th or 17th. 
Um, I'll record next week as normal. So either Monday or Tuesday, the next pod, the regular pod will come out. There'll be two of us again. And then we will have a 0.5 come out on the 23rd. We're going to have a special, we probably might even do it a day early for the 0.5. We're going to have a special pod out on Christmas Eve. P Money is coming in. And he's going to preview all of your Christmas Day NBA action. We got a lot of sports on Christmas Day this year because there's NFL games on Christmas Day. But Christmas Day is all the best matchups in the NBA. To me, it's like the unofficial start to the season. I have been watching a lot of basketball anyway, but he's going to preview all those games so that if you haven't been watching the NBA for the first six weeks, you're going to know enough to watch those games on Christmas Day and enjoy it. Having said that, we will then not be recording the week the week after Christmas, the 26th through the 30th. I'm taking a couple of days off. I'll be out of town. I'm coming to see Uncle Rico in Denver. Uh, we'll spend some time with Ellen while we're in Denver, and we're, gonna, we're not going to record anything. We're just going to go, and I'm going to get away from everything, and then we will get back on the road with everything around the first two years. So, Take a week, a week off in the middle there will be worth it, I think. And we got New Year's. I'm doing New Year's Eve with the wife, so I don't want to try to hustle and record something and get around after I get back from Denver for a couple of days. So just not going to try. Um, so there's where we're at. So we're going to have an extra pod, and then we're going to have nothing for about a week. But we'll get <laughs> back at it. Um, but we're at the time of year I wanted to bring that up. Now, before the Christmas pod comes out, the Christmas Eve pod, which your preview, we also now have an official Coach Bono's official NBA team. Now, for those who don't know, I'm from Louisiana, and I'm not really a Pelicans fan. It, it, they weren't there when I was a kid, so that I didn't grow up with them. I grew up a Celtics fan, my dad being from Boston and everything, but I'm not really with them. And I didn't watch the NBA for a few years. but I decided to adopt a team this year and I was going to give uncle Rico and I was going to give Ellen a vote as well, but my vote was going to be worth two votes because I'm on both podcasts and they're only on one each. Uh, and then if I had to, I was going to bring P money in with half a vote <laughs> and get it my way. So I know that Ellen's team is the nuggets. That's the local for her in Denver. You're in Denver as well. So it's easy to follow the nuggets. I'm not following the fucking Nuggets. Just not done. I I understand you guys also like Christian Brown. It, 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 I always call him Brown, but he's Brown. Um, kind of know him a little bit. I've met him over the years. Nice enough guy. That yeah, they're not who I follow. They're not local to me. And it's my name on the podcast, so that's how we're going to choose this. <laughs> so what I have decided. Yeah, I was split. You were going to go with the Denver. You were going to go with Denver on your vote, right? I, I was I was 50-50 on my vote between either Denver or the 76ers. One because Christian Brown, the other Joel Embiid. I'm a Jayhawk. So, and those are those are our prominent Jayhawks right now. Here's where I'm going. We have a sponsor on this podcast, Caesars. We have the pick segment every week. Ellen and I on the point five pick games. You're welcome to chime in with your picks as we get into it. Um and we have our picks. We have a lot of fun with that. We're going to reset those January 1. Um, but what I have been playing on my own, I've been watching basketball this year. Believe it or not, I've been watching basketball. 
And I have found a team that has been my team. When I bet on this team, they don't lose. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Grizzles. I love the Grizzles. I love the way they play. I love Morant. I love they win every time I bet on them. I want them again tonight. The Grizzlies are the official team of the Coach Bono's podcast. Now, P Money wanted to make the Pelicans. I didn't want to do it to you guys. I know that Ellen would have picked the Nuggets. So I'm going to go in between a team that's Southern, fun to watch, and they're good. Plus, I win money on them. So I can talk about them every week, thanks to Caesars. Don't forget to use the link in the show notes to Caesars to get your free up to $1,000, actually up to $1,250 uh, replayed back to you if you lose in your first bet, plus an extra $50 bonus when you use our code. So check that out. So, yeah, that's our, our official team for the season with the unofficial beginning of the season coming up on Christmas Day. I always think of Christmas Day as the real beginning to the NBA season. Because you're about six weeks in, you know, you got to eat. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it for one reason and one reason only. Because I get to say that line. That one line that we know. If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. Be a grizzly. I love it. And, and I just refer to them as the I grizzlies now. I, I love it. I, have you ever seen the old movie? It's not old. It's kind of old now. Have you ever seen Hustle and Flow? Lawrence, the... Uh, I I saw it way back. It it, it is okay. it is kind of old, but oh, yeah, I did see yeah. it. So I Terrence want, Howard, I, it, you know, I don't he's remember from a Memphis lot of it. in the movie yeah. and everything, and they had the three six mafia yeah. of music, and then he does the singing part to the to the big song. Do you know they play yeah. that song at Grizzly games? Do they really? And the oh. crowd at the end of the game when the Grizzlies are winning and it's near the end, the crowd starts chanting "Whoop that trick." <laughs> I have to go to a Grizzlies game. I've got to do it. I I want the full-on Morant jersey. I'm going. I'm going to figure this out and go. We may have to make a Coach Bono's podcast road trip out of this. That's a that's a day's drive. You can make yeah, it there like five in a day. hours from me. Yeah, five six hours from me. So yeah. we may figure that out, or it might be I come to Denver in a day they play in Denver, and we can all go. So I know that we're going to try to go to that abs game next week or two weeks. So we'll figure that out. So, but yeah, I, I get to go to my second hockey game. That's going to be kind of fun. So, yeah. So there's where we are scheduled kind of the rest of the way from here on out to the end of the year. We'll have this week is regular. Next week will be normal. And then the 25th, or 24th Christmas Eve, we'll do a, uh, an extra pod. That's going to be P money. And then I don't know what we'll do that week of week between Christmas and New Year's because I'll be out there with you guys for a couple of days. I'm not courted shit on Christmas Day. The 26th is my birthday. I'm not doing anything for that day. Who knows? And then I'm coming to see you guys on Wednesday third. So yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, with all that, Uncle Rico, you got anything else you want to add? Any shout outs? Anything going on you need to talk about? I look forward to the both of us being able to bag on cousins. You don't get to bag on me. I don't get to bag on you. And, and now it becomes, okay, we can bag, both bag on cousins and, and be happy for the rest of the season. Yeah. 
You got an MVP <laughs> candidate, a wide receiver, and you still can't win games now. And my boy Barry Kingery, who I know is a listener, is a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. I have not reached out to him. I, I if the Vikings lose, I don't call BK for a couple of days. Just give him a little time, you know. Just we it's know. like how my friends that know me don't fuck with me about the Saints when they lose, and I'm appreciative. Oh, can't even call you during a game. No, I will not answer the phone. No, I do not answer the phone during Saints <laughs> games, LSU games. Pain and simple. Bother me during that time. I do have a quick story as we go out today. Um, before we do the quick story, hey, a quick shout out. I don't know if you are, you don't follow college football like I do, but um, Mike Leach, Mississippi State head coach, uh, former Texas Tech coach, former Washington State coach, had a massive heart attack this past weekend. I think it was Friday night. Mm, yeah, yeah. Airlift in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I'm being told, and what I've seen on Twitter, it does not look good. He's being put in some kind of uh, non-responsive care unit. It looks like it's a matter of time. So I know everybody here, I'm a fan of Mike Leach. I love the Pirate. I love the way he coaches. He's one of my favorite coaches in in all of football. Um, My thoughts and prayers are with him, his family. Um, Hey, let's hope the coach Leach can kick out of it and be back. Even as an LSU fan, he's at Mississippi State. He's a guy that there's still a ton of respect for. God, I hope I'm, I'm praying for you, coach, and I hope you get through this. Good luck. And to his family, I hope that you all have some kind of easing through all this. So prayers up for Mike Leach and uh, his whole family. Quick story as we go out. Um, a friend who I'm not going to name, um, a close friend of mine, she listens to the podcast every so often, um, <laughs> is an avid Chiefs fan, loves the Chiefs. And we give each other grief back and forth. She gives me grief about the Saints and Burrow, give her grief about the Chiefs, whatever. They're not looking good. And last week was that Bengals Chiefs day. You know, we were going at it during hard. We were, we were texting back and forth. And she's like, I got to hate Joe Burrow. And she literally hates Joe Burrow. I, I'm going to have to get this text for you because she had what might be the greatest insult I've ever heard about Joe Burrow. Just you know, I, I got to always shout out anyone who does a really good talk, uh, time of trash talking. And this was just good. Let me get it here. Um, this is always good when you're sitting here looking for something in your phone and you can't find it. Uh, where is it? Oh. I hate this about Joe Burrow. This person says to me, I hate that terrible, terrible, cocky, turtleneck-wearing bitch, Joe Burrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, I'm not going to embarrass my friend because I love her to death. She's like a sister, and I'm not going to say anything bad because I love you to death. You know who you are, and I know you're listening. But I had to tell that on the pod because it's so funny. We go back and forth, and the best part is she has a teenage daughter who's like 17 now. And guess who her favorite player is? I know, Burrow. Burrow. She loves her daughter, loves Joe Burrow, because he's so cute, and he every and he's hot, Aww. and he dresses so... Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. And so I just... Shout out. You know who you are. I told you I wouldn't use your name. I love you to death. Have a great holidays. But I wanted to get that out there. It's fucking hysterical. I love it. I love when someone's a when someone hates somebody like that, where you're not going to change their mind. I respect the shit out of that, even if it's my guy. 
You know, she doesn't like Burrow. He's like, no, fuck him and his, his fucking weak-ass turtleneck-wearing ass. I mean, it's oh, fucking hysterical. That is and hilarious. not going to come down from that ladder. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to live on down this hill right here. I respect that. I respect that so much. So, shout oh, out. That's funny. That's too funny. That's so funny. Oh, FYI. Yep. Uh, I just looked. You're going to miss that Grizzlies game because it's a week from tomorrow. Oh! They're in, they're in Denver a week. They're back in Denver again at the end of February. I'm looking at the schedule we'll right now, happen. but they are playing we'll December 20th, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. They're in the same division, so we'll make that happen. We're going to make a Grizzles game work. I'm going to tell Jen I want a John Morant jersey for Christmas. So, <laughs> baby, if you're listening, would you give me a John Morant jersey for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> I should be like all about Team Pelicans, and I love Zion. And they have the best record in the league right now. I should like be all about them because they're the New Orleans team. But I'm not going to do it to the rest of you guys, you know. But I will you say, go I've, only, got, man. I've only lost on the Pelicans once. I'm undefeated with the Grizzlies. Only lost the Pelicans once. And hey, on Friday, hey, winning I is winning. Them. You getting money? You play? It's all about the dollars, dollar dollar bills, y'all. You ride. You ride Caesar's the winning hand. Big, I got to thank Caesars because um, I hit hard this weekend. I did that Monday, Friday night. I had the two-team parlay, Pelicans and the Grizzles. Um, I hopped with you guys on KU. I went hard in the paint on KU because, you know, oh, usually, you know, with, with non-conference games in KU, it isn't they lose. It's that once a year Bill Self lets them lose. Yeah, you know, yeah, a it. nice pre. Yeah, before you get into conference play, you yeah. get a good loss in to give you a teaching moment. Yeah, yep. He did that in the Bahamas. Championship game in the Bahamas was that game. But I yeah. knew yeah. that one game that if he had to grind his life out to win, it was going to be against Missouri. There was zero oh, absolutely. chance God, yeah. that game. So I bet everything I could on KU, and I want to thank Bill Self. And everyone at Kansas for doing that. I also want to thank. If there's, go ahead. Yeah, they it, they they did a little piece on that at the halftime. They were talking about the rivalry, and he and he was Bill Self. They were interviewing. He's like, no, no, no. This goes back so far, and it permeates throughout the entirety of the school. It's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's baseball. It's volleyball. It's golf. It's every single collegiate sport. And every collegiate competition that they have against Missouri is a rivalry game. All of it. There is no nothing just, these two just, will not fight about. Yeah, I just knew there was zero chance that Bill Self was going to let them lose that game. <laughs> yeah. If he had to go out there and grind coaching every possession, he would have had a heart attack doing it, but he'd have done it. So... Uh, oh, God, yeah. Big shout out to KU. Other big shout out, Utah State on Saturday night. Big ups. Thank you very much for the money. I appreciate that. Mm. Too. <laughs> um, and frankly, I need it after the Vikings uh, lost to the Lions and the Chiefs didn't come. So, yeah. Yeah. Chiefs can't cover. Uh, I, I'm they not going to go to the Chiefs to cover the rest of the season. Can't cover. I'm not going to get caught. I'm not going to get caught in that, 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 that game again. So, all right. Well, I mean, if you want to bet against them in the spread, 
I'm never not covered. confident in that either. You know, and, and I'll talk about it this next. It's time. risky. It's yeah, it's we're risky. Gonna, we're going to talk about it on the point five because we're going to talk a little bit about college football, about the uh, bowl games, and kind of how I'm betting those. Like I'm going to wait and I'm going to do live betting because you get a feel for the game. The live betting has been where it's been for me. You know, like my picks mm-hmm. no, overall, that. I'm I'm hustling right at 500. You know, on our picks here, but I'm a little under 500 actually on our picks on the pod. But then I have my own picks, and I'm like it's 70, percent which is phenomenal. But then I get into a game like Monday night's game. I didn't bet anything till the game had started, and I was like, okay, I see what's going on. I get you get a little bit of a feel. The lines do adjust, so you kind of have to think about that. You know, so it gets a little difficult at times, but if you know it, you get a feel for a game in game, you know it a little bit better. It's like today oh, I wasn't sure of going course. in. But I I absolutely get that as so long as in your in her works great if you're in your home state. Yeah. Yeah, it works great when you're sitting in your head you're in your on your couch and the TV's in front of you and it's live. So yeah. yeah, but if you're in Kansas and live in Colorado and trying to make a fucking bet, no one's going to let you. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that, brother. I'm sorry. I could not understand. It's all working now, now that I'm home. Yeah. But that day, couldn't make, couldn't make a bet to save my life. <laughs> I haven't even looked at games this weekend yet. So um, I will tell you that I do like, I've already made some bowl picks and I got, I know what I like in the playoff games. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like um, Georgia to cover and Michigan to cover. I like both of them are going to win and cover. Okay. And Michigan is the one that's going to be a bigger cover. Michigan's going to cover against TCU more than Georgia is against Ohio State. I think Michigan's going to absolutely destroy TCU. Matter of fact, on the, we did I did a confidence pool some people where you have to take all your winners and rank them one to thirty. Or one to thirty-two, or however many goddamn bowl games there are this year, the most confident yeah. is the number one, and it's the number thirty-two. And you get thirty-two points if they win. If they lose, you get none of those points. Michigan is my number, my highest pick of all the bowl games, covering the spread. Michigan's my best pick. So, right, so I'm gonna go ahead and beat TCU. Okay. <laughs> if you want now, my what's funny is down at the bottom, number one. The lowest number pick, I took Tulane over USC. <laughs> <laughs> but I have zero confidence. I just couldn't pick against them. <laughs> so I put them in the last spot. Going to oh. be, be a busy new year. Yeah. Be a but hey, if you, do bet, if you are betting on those games, again, we'd, we'd love for you to go to Caesars and do it. Um, but be careful. And then also be aware of what's going on. Be aware of they have new coaches and the staff's not coaching the game and maybe maybe assistant coaches from the previous staff are or what players are opting out or what players have gone to the portal. Be careful. These teams are not the same teams generally that were playing for the last three months. So get ready. We've already seen people who are declaring for the draft, but those top four games, we do know those top two games, those top four teams, everyone's playing. Because oh, yeah. no one's yeah. opting out in the playoffs. So. For a national championship, no one's going away. No one's Absolutely out. not. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here together. Thank you, Uncle Rico, as always, for coming on. I sure do appreciate you, buddy. 
We want to say thank you to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. Don't forget, Thursday mornings, check out the, the, uh, the Jones Report. I will be on there again. I'll be on there every week for the rest of the football season. Uh, check it out. We have a blast on there, and I get to own him. I love that Tom Bridges is coming my way on that stuff now as well. It's hilarious. We double-teamed Tyler. So enjoy that. Come in and give us some feedback there. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. You guys are the reason we make this happen every week, and we're trying to get these in two times a week, and I hope that you're enjoying this, this pod and everything that goes with it. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Please give us five stars, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. So until Friday, I'm Coach Bo, Ryan O'Connor. Have a great week, and remember your time tokens are not in Take care, everybody.